Hey, we'd like to welcome you to the Philema Road Church podcast today. We hope that you're having a wonderful day in the Lord as you're doing your daily activities. We know we are so thankful for you tuning in today and listening to what God has put on our hearts today. Of course, we've got Brother Barry with us today and, and, and myself, Pastor Aaron on the Philema Road Baptist Church. And we are so excited about what God is doing here. As of last week, if you remember, we were with Pastor John, Brother Gerald John, and um, Guyana. It's amazing how a week can go, go can uh, just come forth. We know that last week we saw 81 people, almost 82 people saved by the grace of God, somewhere around in there, and several kids and adults, and able to preach in several schools. And uh, Brother Barry and myself was able to preach as we were out there in Guyana this week. It was a good time. It was a wonderful time. Yeah, we had a we had a blessed time. Um, uh, this coming Sunday, we're going to be you know sharing what testimonies on our hearts and stuff, as y'all seen pictures already on Sunday, for those that were in our church, for those that probably saw them on Facebook, of course. But anyways, and in the social media areas of life, but we had a, a great time. Man, we just truly tremendous. We are working on building an orphanage over there, you know, co-laboring together with Pastor Gerald. Our people have sacrificed, their people have sacrificed to um, build the orphanage, and it's coming along very great. We're just so excited about that, able to do a you know a a message there in that area, and it was just such a great time in the Lord as uh, we we studied about all that stuff, and so we were able to see all that. Brother Barry, you like to share anything about our trip before we get into the message today? I just uh, was encouraged that I saw a picture from. You don't realize that you're sitting in the orphanage two years ago. That's right. To where the orphanage is now, and it's like, wow, you know, what, what the Lord's really doing, and if, I'd encourage you, if you haven't seen the befores and afters, and get on there and see that. To get on there and look at it. Um, I hope you enjoyed listening to Gerald's testimony. For those who listened, I hope you share. Uh, I thought it was a wonderful time. I thought it was pretty awesome. We did that right in an attic upstairs, right in the middle of South America, and had someone share their testimony. That's yeah, pretty awesome. And uh, we yeah. had a good time. Um uh, we had we had the lights go out a couple of times, but you know that didn't stop us from praising and worshiping the Lord and Amen. able to finish the service and saw a lot of encouraged children and went into a lot of schools. I wish we could do that here. Uh, so I'd ask you just to pray for that, that the Lord would just make a way like he does in That's South right. America for us to, to go out, you know, and to get involved and in inside of these places that you usually are not allowed to be in sharing the gospel. Um I, I saw a wonderful spiritual growth in some of the church members here that went on the trip with us. Um, some of them gave their testimony before we left about where they were before they came and what they feel about where they should be with Christ when they get back. And, Amen. And uh, that's that's what it's about. Uh, that that's you know we go over to this foreign country because they don't have the things that we have here to be able to share the gospel. And we go over there and help them and labor the best that we can. And we know that we do the same thing here. Um, but just to be able to not only help them, but to see Christians that we have right here in this church grow and just begin to flourish in the Spirit of the Lord just goes to show how real God is. And um, excited about talking about the church today. Amen. Finish Amen. That. I hope you're being encouraged today. Uh, that's what it's about, that we could encourage one another. We encourage y'all. Y'all encourage us. To keep going on. That's right. That's serving right. the Lord. Amen. Amen. And we encourage you to get this podcast out. Today we're going to be talking about your place 
in the church and, and what is the church responsibility? How do you find your place? And uh, we're probably going to do this, you know, a couple more, couple more times. But as, as we get into this first is we see that as we begin to stop, start talking about the church, that the church is simply not just an add-on to a Christian life. It is the essential part of Christian growth. And it is essential in God's plan for holding truth and reaching the world with the gospel. And in a nutshell, basically, we could describe this like this, is that it is the guardian of the truth. Amen. So if the church doesn't hold the truth and stand for the truth, then who will? As many of y'all know that as I'm preaching, I'll say this several times, I've never been into Walmart and over the, the media, the, the intercom, them come over and say, you know, this is the truth about the word of God, or this is the truth about the afterlife of what's going to happen after you pass away. I've never turned on Fox news and, and just seen a whole episode on exactly what the truth is. The only place that you can hear the truth and the only place that the truth will come out should be and is the church of, of God. Now, we understand that there should be some places that are, are sharing the gospel. These are great avenues to do that. But the church is the one responsible for getting the gospel out. And so if we're not getting the gospel out like we should, or we say, you know, man, we should be doing better, it, it does not point to your pastor does not point to anybody else that are in your church. It points back to you because you make up the church. And so I would ask yourself a, a clear conscience question and say, hey, how am I doing in sharing the truth? If if we have the truth, how are we doing sharing the truth? Just like if you had a an antidote for a disease, you would want to share that with everybody if they were sick. And everybody we know is, is sick. I'm, I'm going to read a verse and then we'll get into how the church is the guardian of the truth. First Timothy 3.15 says this, but if I tarry long, that thou shouldest mayest, that thou mayest know how thou oughtest behave thyself in the house of God, which is the church of the living God. So we understand we live, we serve a living God and the pillar and the ground of the truth. So as we talk about truth, what truly is, what is truth? What is the gospel? The gospel is the death, burial, and the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. We understand that. We are the pillar and the ground. We are the very, um, we are the, the stability of getting the gospel to a lost and dying world. Here at our church, we do several things to try to get the gospel out. Um, uh, Brother Barry could tell us about uh, visitation, feeding the homeless um, uh, on Wednesday nights. We do all that. But I wonder how many of us are truly doing our best to get the gospel out. You like to say anything about that as guardian of the truth and the pillar on the ground of the truth? Uh, you know, I, you think you've made a pretty good clear notion on you know that that we are it's up to us you know, that's to right share, that, to it's share it. the yes. word of god and what we have here is the local church is the place to learn those things to be able to go out and share the word of god uh, because like you said brother aaron it, if we had the antidote for those who are sick and we don't i mean wouldn't we want to share it that's right and i, I think we just don't think about it in that depth of we don't we pray for people who are sick you know well I told I tell you like I told the, the kids out in Guyana and the Lord laid this on my heart. You may not and, and there was a scripture in, in Mark nine and ten and, and people were bringing children to Jesus Christ, the scripture was saying. And they weren't sick. It didn't say that they, they they just wanted to meet Jesus. So they weren't sick, but I told the youth, I said, but they did have a heart problem. They had an inside problem. Amen. They were and and so we have the antidote for that and the truth, yeah. One of one of our members shared that, you know, for most of the part of their life, they've just sat in the church. 
And that trip encouraged them to get out of their seat. And, and that's that's what it's about. We're the pillar. That's it. That's we it. Have, we hold the truth. It, it should be grounded in us that's right, to stand yeah. up and to be bold to say, hey, what you have, God can make much of. That's right. That's and, right. Um, and exactly. That's what it does. We are holding the truth of of everything that could hold somebody's life up. I mean, just like a pillar holds a building up, uh, the truth should be the thing that holds us up and that we should share that with other people mm-hmm. of what God has done for us. And it's so it's so amazing how God has given the church this responsibility. And we're fixing to find out, you know, God's plan. It is God's plan to reach the world through the church. And we'll talk about that here in a minute. But I want to read Jude <clears throat> in verse number three. Brother Barry, you read Jude verse number three. And uh, we'll get into that about how us as Christians, we're contending for the faith. And this this verse, I hope, really hits home to you. Jude 3 says, Beloved, when I gave all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation, it was needful for me to write unto you and exhort you that you should earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. Exactly, exactly. So we see first that the salvation is common. It, it is for everybody. Um, uh, that does not mean that word common means that it was just for, you know, um, uh, just something of a, just a, out of way way, but it was something that was huge. It was a big deal. It was something that was for everybody, whether you're rich, poor, um, uh, tall or small, you know, it's a common salvation for everybody. And, and he said, it was needful for me to write unto you. And that word exhort means this. It means basically to uh, encourage you that you would earnestly contend for the faith. I would say there's probably somebody listening to the podcast today that it needs to be encouraged to contend for the faith. Um, uh, the word of God is worth contending for. That word contend means to fight, to stand, to, up. To stand up for yes. it. Um, uh, there, there is every one of us need to make sure that we understand to be encouraged that this truth that we stand on, that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, that he was dead, that he had died, that he was buried, that he rose again on the third day, which is the gospel of Jesus Christ, the power of God, the truth. That is worth standing for and fighting for. I, that I is think, something that's huge. I think a lot of us get to that place where we, we and then before we are able to share, something happens yeah, there. We exactly. think, well, you know, that's not my place. It is your place. That's you're, right. You're part of the church. It's yeah, your yeah. place to stand up and to contend. If you don't tell them the truth, then someone's going to tell them the untruth. Exactly. And that's what they're going to believe. That's what they're going to have uh, enough sense to, to understand is what's not true. That's right. That's exactly right. And, and the Word of God is very clear that each and every person that is saved is part of the church. We understand there are local assemblies that, you know, we're a member of Flamer Road Baptist Church, but um, uh, greaterly you are involved in the church, the family of God. And so, um, uh, of course, we work at the church, but we also go out into, you know, um, uh, the world as well, and we, we uh, do our daily activities of life as well. But there are many people that listen to this podcast and also a part of the church that when they step out of the four walls of the church, they are still the church. So when you go to your workplace, that is your time to contend for the faith at that place. That's right. God puts you there for a specific purpose and a specific reason. You say, well, everybody doesn't like me or, or they don't do this or maybe I don't have the ability to do it. They're watching you. And as you earnestly contend the faith, that one day that you don't feel like contending for the faith, remember God loves you. God is encouraging you today to contend for the truth that what Jesus did on the cross is enough for us to contend yeah. for him every day. And yes. so 
God amazingly puts different people a part of the church in different aspects of life to put them there for a purpose. So he is putting you in your place, whether you're retired, whether you're working a full-time job, whether you go to college or whether you're in high school or middle school, God is putting you there for a purpose to be the church there. If, if we're just the church in the four walls, we have sorely missed, I'm mistaken for what, yeah, missed the mark and mistaken for what our calling is. Our calling is to be the church where we are. We come together as the church, but the church supposed to be reaching people and contending for the faith everywhere that's everyone that's right that's, that's everyone right. in the church that, that's yeah i mean that, that just it's amazing how god's word tells us that well and i think we see that, that we feel like some people are just gifted and appointed in the church to do those things but that's that's for everyone yeah so exactly it's everyone's job to go out and to share the good news gospel it's, it's everybody's job. Yeah, and I challenge everybody listening to the podcast, even myself included, find somebody that you know that is not saved by the grace of God. Get a burden for them. Share the truth with them. Amen. And let's watch God do something big. Um, uh, if, if everybody in our church would just get one person burdened and on a burden for one person and they changed their life or in your church, if you got one person you were burdened <clears> for to seeing God change them by the truth, you're saying, hey, I'm the church. I'm the pillar of the ground, the truth. Nobody's going to reach them. And if I don't reach them, they're going to die and go to hell. That would truly change. Our churches would multiply if, if, if we could get that into our hearts and minds. And, and I challenge you, let's forget about just playing church, but let's remember we are the church. And it's our responsibility to get the truth out. It was not only God's plan, Aaron, to reach us. It was for him to reach us, to reach others. That's right. That, and, and if we just hold that in, then we have yeah. really mis, mis, been well, it, sort of mistaken. It says in his word, he's commanded us to bring the gospel to the entire world. And the local church is the vehicle of that. We're, we're the right. driving force. That's Matthew right. 28, 19 through 20, very familiar scripture. says, Go ye therefore, teach all nations. We're a nation, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, and then teaching them to observe all things whatsoever that I have commanded you. And we have the promise in the scripture that, lo, I am with you always, the Lord says, even until the end of the world. And so, I mean, we it's, it's just practical there. To, it is God's plan next to not only for us to reach the world, but that we to nurture the Christian. That's right. That's, that's right. what the church is here to do. We're, we're not only are we able to go out, but he's promised to, to nurture us in our times of going out there and contending for the faith. That's right. And, and it's a place also when Brother Barry's reading that verse about Matthew 28, 19, and 20, he's telling us this, to teach all nations. That is our responsibility, not just to worry about the United States of America, even though that is our responsibility. It is our job to do our best to get the gospel to every creature that is alive. And it is our responsibility, and God has given us a vehicle the vehicle is the church to work together to get a big job done. And so as we are getting that job done, Christians are coming in. And uh, the purposes of our church is to reach the gospel, but it is also to preach the word of God. So preaching, Bible preaching works in our hearts and helps us grow into spiritual maturity. As we see that preaching the word of God, not our personal prevent not our personal opinions, not our personal things, but preaching the word of God will always get it done. I know we're going to read a book, a chapter in the book of Acts. Acts 13, these are some things telling us uh, to preach the word of God. Acts That's right. 13, 5. And when they were at Salamis, they preached the word of God in the synagogues of the Jews, and they had also John to there to minister. 
That's right. That we see Romans ten seventeen. So then faith cometh by hearing. I love this scripture. So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. So the only way anyone's going to hear it, hearing the word of God, and have faith in it is that we, we share. That's right. That's exactly right. So as, as we understand that, we are the ones that are getting that job done. Now, not only is it is the church is a place that we hear God's word preached, but we understand that the church is a place that we that provides us fellowship. So as we are beginning to grow as Christians, we understand that we cannot do this by ourselves, that we have God with us, but also he gives us a place to come as a church that we can have fellowship with other believers that are going through the same things that we are. So the local church is a place where we can meet people who desire to serve the Lord and live for him the same as you do. We see that Christian friends are vital. They're, they're, and I cannot give this any more emphasis than this, is that they are vital in helping you grow spiritually because there's going to be a day where you're discouraged and there's going to be somebody else that helps you get through that time. I know Acts chapter number 2 um, tells us this, verse number 42. Verse 42 says that, And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship, and in breaking of bread, and in prayer. So this, this scripture gives us some outlines, not only on uh, fellowship, but some order things we should be doing together in the church to honor, and, and, to, worship, and to worship, and to honor, and things that we can do together uh, to encourage and to keep us running right. this race of perseverance. I, I want to say... I want to say this. Fellowship has been the biggest key to spiritual and Christian growth that's right. for me and my family. That's right. Uh, and that's why it's so important when people say, well, I don't have to go. You need to go to church because you're not going to be out to go over there and go out there to contend the faith by yourself. That's right. God didn't have that intended. And you can do so much more with others. Yeah, you really can. I mean, it just, and what what really, it breaks my heart to think that the church has gotten to a place to where even the ones in here, Aaron, they have needs, but they don't trust anyone to help them understand what the Lord would want for them, their needs, because right. they don't want to share it because they can't trust them because so many times that they have shared what they were going through, they could, the person went against them. That's right. That's and, right. and so I want you to be encouraged that, that don't, don't quit on that. You know, get, find someone. And, and and have a time of fellowship and really get to a place to where you can trust them, really. And I, I promise you, me and Aaron, um, we're here for you. That's right. That's uh, right. The church. That's, that's I mean, what we that, do. I, I, that's, that's the reason why I, I want to love the Lord so much is to be able to be there for others as he was there for me. That's right. But I can't know what to pray for. I can't know what to do to help anyone if they can't come out and say, hey, I, I, this, I need you to do this for me. And uh, you'll you'll grow, and you'll see the Lord answer these prayers with other people praying with you. And, That's right. And and as a church together, like Aaron emphasized so strongly on a minute ago, together what we can do, together what we can do. Um, there's a wall in someone's life in this church, and the only way that it'll, it'll be able to come down is for you to go to that altar and ask the Lord to begin to allow you to put trust in your others that you fellowship with every Sunday, and you begin to grow together. That's right. That's right. Uh, that's that's a purpose, strong purpose for the church. Uh, look at look at the church also is to provide oversight. That's right. Look at the oversight of the church. Christ is the head of the church, but he has designated the pastor as an under shepherd. 
who provides spiritual leadership. Your pastor is a gift given to encourage, edify, and equip your life for spiritual growth and fruitfulness. A wise Christian will establish a strong relationship and maintain spiritual accountability with their pastor. Look Amen. at this. If, if your pastor's not trying to encourage and trying to equip and edify you, uh, I, I'd say something to him. This is what the Lord wants you to do That's right. in the church. And, and he knows that. We have a great pastor that I believe it, it believes in that and stands to do for that. Um, but, but he also needs to know where his people are hurting so he knows how to shepherd you. Um, so I encourage you. That's the oversight. He is the oversight. And uh, we just, uh, I know, I'm, I'm grateful for my pastor. He does encourage. And uh, there, there's a lot to keep up with when you consider 200 and something plus people. And uh, it's hard to know what you need to be equipped in and how you need edified. And so be encouraged to just open up. And, that's right. Uh, that's to right. Seek help. Yeah, exactly. And that's what a church is here for is to encourage, edify, and equip you for your spiritual growth and your pastor has a big part of that but also there's a lot of people that have a part of that as well yes. you know i'm a you know the, i know we talked about our pastor and, and that is a huge key you know that, that's my desire is to encourage you to equip you and to i'm um, edify you to be closer to christ but also you have your sunday school teacher you know that's that's an overseer as well you have um uh, people in this church that maybe you know that are close to you you know we all work together to get a big job and that's like brother barry said um as as our church grows and as your church grows, you know, I'm a, your pastor understand also coming from a pastor, you know, you know, he said, well, man, my pastor, maybe he didn't call you back right away or this or that, you know, think about, he's got 50 calls to call back, you know, you know, you got a lot of stuff that you can do. So even if you're listening to this and maybe your pastor, you know, is maybe you go to another church, you have another pastor, you know, I'm a, make sure, you know, you pray for that man and that you get behind him and, and stand for him, even if other people aren't, because that's, that's exactly what God wants us to do, you know, unless he goes contrary to scriptures or, or something like that. Um, but we want to encourage you that your pastor is a gift to you and uh, make sure that you take that very response. You're very, very high on your responsibility is that he goes through a lot because the devil is not only just bothering you, but he's bothering him on a hundred different people. And uh, so take that as a gift and, and be good to him. And I know God will truly bless you for doing that. And I know God will for sure. The next thing I want to talk about today is is uh, I'm, uh, that the church is here to restore sinful members. And this is one I want to talk about for a few minutes because th this is one that people really, um, and th this is going to be an introduction into your place in the in the church family. We're going to deal with that next week about our gifts and, and how you can be a part of your church, whether it's Philema Road or whether it's um, uh, the church that you attend. How can you be more a part of that? How can you help your pastor in a greater way? And we'll talk about that this next time. But here's where I want to get to in this lesson is restoring sinful members. Uh, the church is a place not only where we receive grace, that is in salvation, but we, where's a place also where we should extend grace to others who have fallen into sin and want to be restored to fellowship with God and their church family. Now, this is huge. You know, it's amazing to me that churches nowadays, and I guess we're on a podcast so we can be a little bit more of a, a direct line as as the one preacher that was here a few weeks ago this is gun barrel straight right here i guess is <laughs> is this is is basically we have failed in churches 
that we tell everybody that salvation is for everybody and grace is for everybody. And then once they get saved and they do something that they should not have done, then we totally bring them out and don't even help them and look at them like, man, how could you do that? And that's not what the church should be at all. The church should be a place where the lost son can go out into the hog pen and then come back and still feel love. We meet them halfway. We meet them halfway. halfway. Exactly. And, and, and I am just really upset at, at the generation that is coming up because they understand that the church is not like that. I'm a, we had a phone call a few weeks ago about somebody wanting to use uh, uh, facilities for a certain thing and, and uh, their own church won't even let them use their facilities because of something that had happened in their life. And they were calling another church just to use the facilities. And, you know, it's amazing to me that, and I understand there's consequences of sin. I understand maybe this is a liberalistic thinking, but here's where it all comes down to is that if God forgives you, then we should forgive you as well. Hmm. You know, and, and, and my thing is, too, there are consequences of sin. I understand that. There's consequences that that's the things that um, maybe you would not be able to be trusted with as far as leading a class or, or, or pastoring a church or doing this or doing that. But a church should be a place where a person can come back in and feel welcome and feel like, man, I have done wrong. I need to get right. And I, the church has to be there for those people. And uh, when we fail to be there for those people, we have done a disservice to God Almighty that has accepted them back into to his family. And what I mean by that is have forgiven their sins. Of course, they're still saved, but now they have asked God to forgive them and they have came back in the family. God, God has forgiven them. He remembers their sin no more. And we always want to remember that sin. So Galatians 1, 6 is, is an amazing verse. Let's read that, Brother Barry. Um, brethren, if a man be overtaken in a fault, ye which are spiritual... There's the key word. And before we stop that, ye that are spiritual. The people that look down upon other people are not spiritual. They might have been in church 40 years. They might have been in church 30, 30 minutes. They might have been in church their whole life. Their grandparent might have been a deacon for 38 years. But if if you have to judge somebody for something they have done and cannot receive them back after they are asking the church to forgive them, that is where we need to get to. There's a scripture. I'm not sure exactly where it's at, but it says, if thou can't forgive thy fellow... Don't expect your father to forgive you. Don't expect your father That's to exactly forgive you. That's exactly right. That's a good verse. So continue. I want to say, it, the key word is there, ye that are spiritual. That's, well, that's what it, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a reminder here in Galatians. Brethren. People. Christians. Christians. Church. Church. If a man be overtaken in a fault, saying, hey, if it, this is saying, if a man is... Has trusted in the Lord, but for somewhere got lost somehow, overtaken in fault somehow. Ye which are spiritual, you Christians, restore such an one in the spirit of meekness, considering thyself, lest thou also be tempted. Wow. Wow. I want to read verse two. Yeah. Bear you one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. That's it. That's it. You know, and, and that, that verse is truly amazing because as, as you read that in Galatians, you can see so much in what a church should be. Ye that are spiritual, accept this person in meekness. Because here's what it is. Looking at yourself. You know, when we were, me and Candace were starting a family, we had Colton. And we would look at kids as, as everybody did and everybody has done. And, and you know, Brother Barry, we say, man, my kid is never going to be on the phone. You know, he's not. that's not going to be his 
pleasing thing. And when they start crying, what do you do? You hand them the phone. That, that pleases them. You know, you know, my kid will never say that to somebody. And then you find out your kid is saying that, and you're like, oh, my goodness, what were they thinking? We, we always get this funny when, I'm at, when my brother's kids were growing up, and his kids would act a certain way, and we'd go, my, I'm glad my kids don't act like that. Yeah. You know, <laughs> so... And that's where God was saying, you know, be careful in pride. If you would say to a dear brother or dear sister in Christ, there is no way that I would ever do that. Henceforth, I am not going to forgive them. That is all that comes down to is pride. Yeah. Because mark her down, the devil has just put a target on your back for you saying that to push you over and to get you in a place where you would have thought you never would. Have. There are people that are not in church today that. 20 years ago, they would have never, ever, ever said, I won't be in church 20 years from now. Mm -hmm. But yet, now they are asking others to forgive them of the things that they did they thought they would never do. And that verse, oh my goodness, bear one another's burdens, verse number two. That is what a church is about. Bearing one another's burdens. Yeah. We just so look, and and we're so focused on, when we come to church, we're so focused on everything else around us. That's right. And... I mean, I think a lot of us here are grateful when we see those we haven't seen in a while come. Amen. You Amen. know, there's a good heart in the church. But there, there are. They're called religious people. And they they have salvation. And when somebody else is like, well, I'm just not. And I'm, I'm guilty of it. Yeah. I'm not sure if they're saved or not. You know, I don't know that That's man's right. heart. Only God though. knows that yeah. man's heart. You know, we spend so much time on the things around us. If we could get tunnel visioned on focusing on just Christ. And just straight and narrow, following the path of what he has, man, we, man, where we would be, and not focus imagine, on everybody imagine, else's. Imagine, and our church is doing tremendous, I, and I know other churches are as well. We're so thankful for that. Imagine, brother Barry, you walk into a church, you've been out of church for ten years, and you come in, and you are welcome with a spirit of meekness of them praying and asking God to help you and you know and having all that and then you stay there for a couple of weeks and then you have somebody come up to you and say hey how can I help you pray for me and you bear one of the burdens mm-hmm. man that would be life-changing mm-hmm. it'd be truly life-changing and instead some most of the time it's oh it's so good to see you or you're in my seat or <laughs> my seat. Um, I sit there can you mind sitting over there yeah exactly and then a couple of weeks go by and that same person introduced you hadn't even been over to talk to you at once you know yeah and that's the thing you know like almost almost to the sense too is we want to make a first in, impression but then we don't want to make a long lasting exactly exactly well and even sometimes we don't want to make a first impression you know like <laughs> we're just like oh you know Who's this? Why are they messing up our church service? You know, <laughs> I'm a, I've been in church before and walked in the back, and everybody turned and looked at you, and you're like, "Oh my goodness!" You know, this is embarrassing. You know, and and, and they who never seen they? anybody new. You know, yeah. Who are uh, they? Yeah, who are these people? They probably never seen anybody new because as soon as they do, they go, and then that person goes out and goes, "Don't go there." Oh my goodness! Don't go yeah, there. So, and... so church is a big vile part. Now, three more things, and we're done. I, I, yeah, three more things, and we're done. We're gonna briefly mention this. I'm gonna mention the first. Um, Brother Barry mentioned the second one, and, and, and I'll do the third, and we'll be done. Is this, is uh, disciple new believers. A church, through the services, Bible classes, discipleship programs, a church is supposed to be um, a discipling new believers. Christians are taught how to live for Christ and serve Him on a day-by-day basis. Our next one there. To mature new Christians is also another that we should be doing That's right. In, in, as a church. Christian growth doesn't stop after we accept Christ as our Savior. I want to say that again. I think that's where I missed the mark when I was saved. When I became a Christian, 
I was just a Christian. I wasn't a Christ follower because I thought that was it. Well, I'm saved. Christian growth does not stop after we accept Christ Amen. as our Savior. Amen. It actually is just beginning. That's right. At, and it begins at the church where we begin to learn how to grow to be more like the Savior. I want to read a couple passages real quick on some of the things where God's Word tells us to disciple new believers and to that we should be new Christians. Well, those things go tit for tat one together. If we disciple a new believer, then we're maturing the new Christian. Ephesians 4, it starts in, in verse 11. And he gave some apostles, prophets, evangelists, and some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Amen. The body of Christ, you and I. We go down in verse 15, it says, but speaking the truth in love. That's right. Um, for a, a long time, I, I, I struggled. I just wanted to be bold and just, I didn't care if it hurt your feelings. It was God's truth and I was going to share it with you. But, but there's a way to share God's love in truth. I mean, to share the truth in love. That's right. That's right. Uh, yes. th- it's not just to a place where you just run somebody off and be like, ooh, man, I don't want that. that you can... You can truly share the truth in love, and, and I, I've learned that as I've come. I encourage you to. It's in God's Word. Read it. Uh, you, can, you can Google anything nowadays. It'll take you right there if you have a question. That's right. Uh, the 15, verse 15, chapter 4 says, But speaking the truth in love, may grow up into him in all things, which is the head, even Christ. Amen. Amen. Yes, yeah, so we understand that to disciple new believers, to mature new Christians, and the church is there to bring glory to God. That's a big one. And God deserves our glory, honor, Amen. and praise. And it pleases Him Amen. when Christians gather together to worship Him. That's Ephesians 3.21. You want to read that for us, Brother Barry? Yes, sir. And I also want to say that on to bringing glory to God, uh, that's the whole purpose. That's right. From, from beginning to end, God had a plan that He would create His people to have a relationship with Him for ultimately to go out and to have a relationship with others so that in the end time to come, Revelations tells us we're going to glorify God. It all points back to glorifying God. That's our main purpose. Amen. Uh, Ephesians 3.21, it says this, Unto him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus throughout all ages, world without end. Amen. 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 And so there's three things we want to leave you today. And uh, we'll be done is the number one, decide to be faithful in your church attendance. Number two, decide to be accountable to church leadership and decide to be committed in your involvement with the church. More than just attending the church, we challenge you to be involved in your church. In our next time together, our next podcast, we're going to learn more about Pacific opportunities for involvement as God's unique equipping for your involvement to his church to get the job done to reach people with the gospel. Brother Barry, you in us in prayer today, and uh, let's ask God's blessings over these people that are listening on the podcast. Father God, we just thank you so much for the church. Lord, we thank you. We we pray that we do have a great understanding that, Lord, you died for the church, and and that should be the most important thing that, that we see in our hearts, that it would be important to come to church because, Lord, you gave your life for the church. And so, Lord, I pray that we'd be encouraged today to just not pass that person by and not without sharing the gospel to them. It's so simple to share your love, and we can do that. We can share the truth in love, and, and we can share how what you paid the ultimate price for us. Lord, we were, we were dying and going to hell. The Bible says, for the wages of sin was death. Yes, Lord, we were born with that curse on us, but you made a way. And Lord, we can call upon you for anything, even after salvation. And Lord, we can go into the church, and, and we can grow and be strengthened. 
I pray that uh, as Christians, as Christ followers, Lord, that uh, we get more involved. Yes, Lord, God. We not only just in your church, but more involved with the community around the church, Lord, inviting people, telling them what God's done for them. Uh, I'm inspired every day for what you've done for me. That That's where I find peace, joy, and, and love and desire to tell someone else. I, it's, it's too good to not want to share. Your love is too good to not want to share. And so, Lord, I just praise you today for yes, the goodness God. of your love, for the kindness and mercy of your love that you continue to pour on us, not forsaking us. And so, Lord, I pray that we would not forsake the church. Yes, Lord. Lord, we love you. We thank you for our pastor and his wife. We thank you for the members, the visitors that come to the churches. Lord, may we just be better equipped to know how to edify, to lift up, and encourage one another. To pray to, to glory be God. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.